this crazy world we live in, when people use the word geek, it can create certain impressions. In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream. Let's learn about the real people behind the stereotype. I'm your super dummy Paul. This is Geek. My name is Kibla Ahmed and I have been a pop culture fan for as long as I know. But I'm also known for the artwork that I do as well. I'm a big fan of comic book artwork and I pursued my own career in working in digital and sort of traditional comic book art and I freelance artwork. So uh, you've probably seen some of my work on my Instagram page and that's kind of where everything goes on on my journey originally i probably started from when i was like three four years old my mum did embroidery and i kind of got the it's weird because patterns and shapes and the way she used to do flowers and it intrigued me and then i started drawing because she used to draw her flowers before she actually embroidered them so i was like wow so the detail of that was absolutely amazing and to see it come through through string and, and a thread and a needle and it was like wow this is this is amazing and then I kind of went off on that and then my uncle my uncle was my greatest inspiration uh my dad's younger brother he was a big comic book fan uh he studied art in school and I saw his work and I probably was about six seven at that time and oh my god the comic book world just kind of took over after that like uh the first comic book that was handed over to me, which was, I'm trying to remember the date properly, and if I get this wrong, I'm, I'm sorry, but it was a, a Superman, the artwork was done by John, is it John Byant? John, John, I think John Barnes. John Barnes? Not John Barnes. Uh, I'm getting the name wrong, and I'm sorry if I did for Superman fans out there, because uh, it was 90, is the Man of Steel six series issue that came out? I think it was in 1986 or 84. It's one of those dates, but that's the first comic that was handed over to me, and I fell in love with comic books ever since then. After school, uh, it's weird because I did my GCSE art, and it was the only thing I passed in. (laughs) I got an A star in art, and uh, it was actually a picture of, uh, and I was just talking about it today, was uh, John, uh, is it Wesley Ships, The Flash? Uh, who's currently in the, the the new series that come out on TV? But it was a it was a massive image of him when he was the Flash back in the in, in the early nineties, and uh, that was my A star project. And uh, I just continued it after that. I mean, I've always tried to work for the big names, but I ended up going freelance because people want to look like comic book characters, and I've continued that. And then on my along my journey, I've I've got to do small projects that have kind of just fulfilled my dream in getting my first book out there. I think when I had my daughter, uh, that was one of my, 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 my goals was to do a storybook for her. And, uh, during lockdown, uh, with so much free time and, and, and being furloughed from work was the perfect moment for me to, to get out my, 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 my book, my, my first book, which was for my daughter. Uh, it was called Alara's journey to the moon. And, uh, I've always wanted to do comic book stories, but that was the first one that kind of pushed it forward. And ever since then, I think, I mean, during the early 2000s, I dibbled dabbled in photography, uh, filmography, and did uh, some directing as well. And, you know, art was always 
the core of everything. But I, along my journey, I, I did other things as well, which helped me. And people wanted that sort of style of, it was getting mainstream at the time, comic books. I think the the the, the mid-2000s, you know, Spider-Man has just come out and people wanted that look in their videos, whether it was a music video or a short film they were making. Uh, and I used to work for a company called Jessup's uh, in, in, my, in my time. And uh, I learned a lot of photography in the process and, you know, using kit and getting to see that cinematography up on, you know, the big screen and working with people is, uh, is, a, is a, it was it was a really awesome journey for me personally. But then I came back to traditional art. About, I could say seven, eight years ago when I started Kibla Ahmed Art. So I had a big 15 year gap where I continued to draw in the background, but it wasn't something I was doing uh, like on, on, on a full time basis. Uh, I, I didn't apply for comic book artwork jobs like the Marvel and DCs. Uh, I ended up getting into that eight years ago and kind of pushing my portfolio maybe one day and I'll continue and I'll always work on my work. But in the process, it helped me grow some clientele from uh, going on social media and uh, customers wanting uh, independent comic books done and characters designed and it just kind of grew from there. And it was like, oh, I came to a point where I was like, I don't really need to work for as much as I want to. I still want those on my CVs. Well, actually, it's not in my CV. Part of legacy, I would say. It would be a part of my legacy if I, if I did that one cover or one comic book. But working with independence just got me to be a bit more creative with some of my ideas. And yeah, it's been a, a great journey so far. And I'm, I'm still pushing it. Yeah. Of course, obviously, you've got the, the podcast as well with um, yes. with your brother. Yes, uh, it's called the Brothers Geek Out podcast. We've been doing it about four years now. Uh, originally, it started because he moved to Hong Kong and we were losing uh, contact and we were getting distant. And uh, we're quite a close-knit family. And I've got a younger brother here as well. And we, we always did everything together, whether it was going to the cinema or what comic books we were reading, what games we were playing. Uh, and we're well me and my brother who's in hong kong we're, we're kids of the 80s so the 80s played a big big massive part in our lives and the the movies in that era and then during the 90s play such a key element to what we do and with that distance he, he put an idea out there because at the time i think he was listening to joe rogan and he was like why don't we just for us to make a definite call on us, like on a weekly basis, why don't we just do a podcast and just put it out there and see what happens. And it's just two brothers geeking out and talking about movies, life, family life, and uh, our journey basically. And it's been ongoing for four years. We're on episode 184 and uh, it's still, it's still growing. We started a new platform as well. We didn't do Spotify, uh, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, we only recently got onto that. Uh, I think just to widen our, our reach a little bit, because I feel like we've got some great content and we'd love to share it, even if one person listens to it and gets inspired and starts their own or just does something about it and get motivated. I'm, I'm, we're happy to kind of be, be, that, be that guiding light if we can be. I mean, we kept it on natural flow. We don't do no edits. We we really just kind of just go with the flow. And it's two brothers having a conversation and a catch-up, really. Like, what we got up to on our last week. What's the news happening in the movie world? And 
uh, we kind of uh, it's evolved. It, it has. We we we've actually recently started getting more guests on the show as well. We do a, a midweek section where we have different people from different industries to give advice to people that are wanting to get into maybe becoming a lawyer or a solicitor or an artist or you know. Uh, so we've 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 broadened the audience a little bit, but we we still kept it the same concept where it was a free flowing conversation. And, you know, I didn't want to have cuts in it. And yeah, it was just really, I want it to be natural. And and I think the one thing that I connect to people's podcasts that I listen to now is that as long as it's natural and it's meaningful and uh, there's a message in there that can be direct put out instead of something force fed to you, um, I'm, I'm happy to listen to it all day. My nine to five, I work in marketing, but I, I'm actually 24 hours geekdom, to be honest. And it's, uh, you know, like I think in the early 2000s to before I started Kibla Ahmed Art, uh, I was going for a transition, I could say. And that's where, that's where I feel personally, I had to kind of step outside the box and try different things and something tragic happened in my life for me to come back to traditional comic book art. And in that section of my life, geekdom kind of disappeared. But I honestly could say, and if if you if you speak to my family members, my friends, my work colleagues, geekdom is always with me. Uh, because if it's not a Back to the Future T-shirt I'm wearing, uh, you know, if I'm not working on something, if it's not a soundtrack I'm listening to, and somebody's like, "Oh my god, I haven't heard that soundtrack in ages," because it's it's always with me. It's 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 actually it's actually flowed through my life. Because a funny thing was, my dad actually today when I picked up my little girl was like, "How can you still wear superhero T-shirts when you're coming close to forty years old?" <laughs> and I was like, Dad, you know I love this stuff. And he was like, I know, I know. And like he was he played a crucial part of uh, of my life when it came to pop culture because he was the one who made us watch these movies and 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 get us get us into that world because he's such a big fan of movies. And uh you're you're going back to like probably the 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 late 60s all the way to the 80s. He loves all of those type of movies and all the genres that came out at that time. And we grew up watching that. I mean, he's a big Western spaghetti Western fan. So, uh, you know, we, we were, we were, we were embedded with Clint Eastwood in our, in our minds. And I think it was probably one of, it's still one of my favorite films to this day, the good, bad and ugly. So geekdom is run. It actually runs through my family and it, and it runs through us because I remember the, the, the Islamic culture we're coming from and the Bengali culture we're coming from, my 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 father used to say, uh, make sure you don't tell your uncles I go go cinema with you guys or and we watch these films and the rest of it. Because they felt like there was a level of shame in that for some reason. And I didn't I didn't really understand that at the time. And I think that's where my transition happened in the in the in the mid-2000s, where I was like, mm, you know, that's I can see dad loves this stuff, but he doesn't really he feels like people are gonna see it differently. And I think this is where. The, the the stereotype kind of kicks in where as a person who loves this stuff, I would be represented as a geek, a nerd, or somebody who 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 loves this stuff. But 
he didn't kind of want that stigma with him for some reason. I don't mind anybody calling me a geek or nerd because I absolutely love it. I, I, I live and breathe it. That's me. But at that for him, it was different. But I mean, now he's seen us grow up and he's like, oh, people actually really love this stuff. Don't worry about anybody else. Let's go enjoy ourselves. And uh, yeah, uh, I suppose Geekdom is always with me. It's, uh, the real world. I mean, it's. I think we use this stuff as an exp- with, to escape reality. But I've realized it's actually seeped into my reality. And it's weird because, like, some people say, like, you know, they look at my content uh, and they look at the way I live and, and they're like, oh, my God, you're like, you actually genuinely live and breathe this 24 hours. And I was like, of course I do. Like, I couldn't want it any way because I'm not somebody who jumped into this later on. It's, it, it, it was it's in my DNA. <laughs> so it kind of just kind of seeped through because... I'm I'm looking at generations of my family, you know, after granddad came back from the Second World War and invited to come to England uh, to help rebuild. Uh, he was a big cinema fan as well. So I was like, Dad, you didn't tell me that at the time. You know, granddad used to go to the cinema to kind of help his, you know, PTSD and what he was suffering after the war in Burma and after the Second World War. And then that seeped into you. And that creativity came onto us. So it's actually a long line, but it's now come to a point where me and my brothers and my sister, we it, it's just us. It, it's just there. So there's no separation for me in that process. Uh, as much as I live in the real world and I deal with real world things, I still have that in there as well. It's, uh, it keeps me... It's, it's, Everybody probably takes some sort of drug, alcohol, or something like that. That's this. This is mine. Yeah, yeah. This is mine. It's interesting. Like, it sounds like through the generations, as you say, it kind of, despite the fact that your granddad didn't really talk about it, your dad didn't want people to know about it. It somehow managed to stick through everyone. It did. It did, and it stuck quite badly as well because. It, it was his it was his way to escape as well because he's that generation that was you know he 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 worked two jobs he was looking after four kids mortgage and the rest of it and his escape was slap on a movie and let me just get away from the world for two and a half hours and and you know during that period that was our actually our bonding time as well so we'd all sit in front of their, the TV and, and watch a movie. And he'd pick some great movies that have stuck with me. I mean, a lot of people would be like, oh, I'm actually surprised that's actually one of your favorite movies. But I was like, it's actually, it has something close to my dad. That's why I, I'd end up watching it. And we're lucky we're in a, gener- in, in a time now where the movies are not great. But when you've got a movie like uh, Sylvester Stallone doing Expendables or Arnold doing Terminator, or the next Rambo that came out, or Rocky, I could actually say to my dad, you know what, the new Terminator came out, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, let's go to the cinema to watch it. And it's a great way to attach generations together because I watched that with him when he was younger, and I'm that sort of age now, and it's just worked out really well. So they're not great, but it's that time I get to have with my, with my, with my father that kind of gels the rest of us, basically. You mentioned it. Was your was it your uncle? You said that showed you, sort of brought you into comics. 
he was heavily into it. Uh, he absolutely loved uh, comic book art. Uh, he's a big fan of Jim Lee uh, and and some of the older artists. And his work is out of this world. Uh, uh, his work still inspires me to this day. I still ask him for advice when I'm doing different types of techniques. And uh, that is one guy that I know how he can draw like a... His favorite character is the Punisher. He's the only guy that I know that knows how to draw him with a like a, a big pen. No pencil, no nothing. And it was like, oh my God, how did you do that? Because even to this day, I, even though I doodle, I still can't get the level of detail that he gets in and his body autonomy and his expression in his art. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was absolutely amazing in what he did. It's coming from that culture of, I'm going to say the Bangladeshi culture, they didn't see it as a way of, oh, you can get a job in that or anything like that. So they kind of frowned upon it a little bit. It's only my generation now that kind of accepted and said, oh, my God, like, he's doing a full-time job out of it, you know? And I, I always have, my uncle's always quite proud of me because I've, I've, I've pushed myself into that sort of career world of doing comic book artwork. And, you know, I, I, I still tell him to this day how much he inspired my work. And he still draws now and absolutely amazing. Uh, and he started to show it off. He opened up his own Instagram page and, you know, he, he's, uh, he's much more confident in it now. But at that time, it was, again, not as closed as my dad was. And he, was, he, 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 he taught me so much in, in that world and showed me, you know, he opened the world up to comic books for me and 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 and, and fantasy and and opened up this whole different world for me. And I feel like yeah, it he wanted to encourage somebody in it, I suppose, which where he didn't get that encouragement. Sorry, Unks, if you're hearing this, but it's the truth. <laughs> so he gave me that Superman comic, that was the first one, but then he introduced me to the X-Men. So the X-Men, oh my god, they they stood out straight to me. I mean, at that time I was 11 years old. And I think it was 1992, and Jim Lee had done his four-set X-Men comic book. And and my uncle bought it over. We had a local comic shop, and he was showing me, and he was telling me about the different characters. He was a big fan of the Punisher and the Wolverine, and the Wolverine got him into the X-Men. And he just showed me the diversity it had in there, because, you know, we... Me, as a comic book fan, I don't see... I see stories, I see, I see big, epic stories. That's what I see. And I take great characters from there as well. Other things are thrown in there, but this was the first time I got to see different characters, different races, different cultures, powers. It was like, oh, there's somebody in there that looks like me, that has powers. Uh, that kind of really broadened my, 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 my mind in the sense of, oh, wow, I can... I can relate to these characters so much more. And I think what Stan Lee did at the time and the writers, Chris Claremont and everybody, they just kind of like really broadened it completely and made it so much bigger than I, I, I had imagined to say, oh my God, I'm in love with this. So I'm a big X-Men fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of the 90s X-Men. I love the cartoon. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's he, my uncle drip-feeded me comic books in my teenage years. And, you know, after he had read them, I'd read them, I'd put them out and I'd continue to draw, copy Wolverine and Cyclops and all the characters from the X-Men and, and, and draw them out. And uh, I had a, I think because Wolverine was short and I'm five foot three, 
we had this i was like this this connection straight away i was like oh my god he's like the shortest character in this comic book and uh yeah that played a big part as well but yeah it was it was it was i don't know why it was because the, I, there i had the movie side of everything of the world and and cinematography and then it was visuals in a comic book where you know so, some of these comic books i mean when i read the dark knight returns i was 13 14 at the time you know and it's quite this is an adult book i think anybody over 18 should have read that but my uncle gave it to me and said this is like you know read this frank miller's dark knight returns and to this day it still stands as one of my favorite comic books ever yeah i just the artwork was amazing uh frank miller's style but i absolutely love it and just the tone of it the real worldness to it but still having that fantasy feeling to it interesting you keep using the word fantasy yeah have you sort of explored other parts of the fantasy world or is it has it stuck with comic books no uh i have gone i'm a big fan of like uh the dark crystal and labyrinth uh I don't know what it was about those movies that draws me to them. Uh, you know, I think it was uh, Ridley Scott's Legend. Uh, they just have this, it's a different world feeling, isn't it? Uh, it's, they don't make movies like that no more. And it's, I don't know. I just felt like the the, the effort and the time and the work they put in together to make the, the, the film has this feel to it and I love those stories and I, I, I that that type of fantasy worlds I absolutely love and I know that Labyrinth recently had a comic book out, come out which is called The Coronation which is absolutely amazing where they've extended the the, the Goblin King story uh, and give you a bit of a prequel as well which is absolutely amazing so and then like stuff like Back to the Future I mean that uh, that type of fantasy of time travel has always been stuck with me but it's it's weird that uh, a movie like that and 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 the history it has behind it and that almost coming up to 40 years later how much difference it's made and it's still a cult classic and yes that that part of i think movie fantasy worlds i absolutely love uh, when it comes to other realms i mean you've got your lord of the rings uh gaming wise i think um I'm, I'm more of a retro gamer so i didn't get into like stuff like the, the new fantasy fantasy stuff but uh I'm, I'm a retro gamer i still play my 16-bit mega drive so absolutely adore that and love it a shadow dancer I, I, it's a game that i just can't let go so uh but the the like I think my bro my youngest brother, he's a gamer, so he loves all the, 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 the games that have come out now recently and how much they've advanced, uh, to be honest. Uh, I don't have the technicalities of pressing. Yeah, my coordination's all gone. Uh, I don't know how he does it, but, you know, he could play a game. I think if it goes to Tsushima, he's playing at the moment, and uh, he's clocked it and he's gone through it, but he still loves playing it, but he's a big samurai and 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 a way of the samurai fan so he absolutely adores it uh but yeah i haven't dibbled dabbled in in any other type of fantasies first there was the dc comics news podcast then came the spinner rack and now 
the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat him, nuts. I definitely do not fuck bats. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. All work and no play makes for a dull way to live, don't you agree? Join me, Adam Ray, and a very special guest each week on The Hostile Takeover, where they and I discuss their favourite game, PC, console, board game or tabletop, whatever they decide, what we will talk about. Let gaming be the way forward. Working's too much. It's time for a Hostile Takeover, coming soon to a podcast feed near you. Hi, my name's Steve, and I'm here to tell you all about the DC Comics News Podcast. Every week, my friends and I sit down and discuss everything DC. Movies, TV and streaming, comic books, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Whatever the case, you can find the DC Comics News Podcast on every podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere else you find podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. (laughs) Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. 
I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. So were, were your brothers sort of going along the same journey as you at the same time as well? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, my brother Gilman, he, when he moved to Hong Kong, uh, he, uh, he's a martial artist, so... Uh, he's a big fan of Bruce Lee. So he, when he had the, because he was training martial arts here for a long time, mixed martial arts, MMA and Kung Fu and all the rest of it. When we were younger, we all trained together. My dad, my dad was a martial artist. He, he trained us in kickboxing and we did kickboxing. Uh, but I only took it for after six fifteen uh, college life uh, and everything else took over. My my younger brother Gilman, uh, he 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 continued. So he had the chance to go Hong Kong and train with some martial arts out there, and then travel China. And I mean, now he lives in Singapore, and he continuously trains. His that's his world, martial arts. So his fandom of martial arts. When we first watched, uh, I think I'm trying to remember. It was, I think it was, Dragons Forever or Wheels and Mills by Jackie Chan, and he fell in love with martial arts but i know it was a couple of bruce lee movies in the process but those are the two movies that stick out to us because those are the two movies we watched day in day out and absolutely loved it It was one of those movies that we just always kept on repeat we came back from school it was the first movie we watched uh and he continued that was his fandom his martial arts uh, uh he's been he's, he's he's done competitions he's done fights he's been in the ring uh, he's won, he's lost, but uh, he continues and he, he, he loves. He it, it, again that part of uh, Gilman. Uh, he again that runs in his system, and I think that was influential from when my dad was doing martial arts. Again, it it, it was something that continued, and he wears it on his heart as well. As much as he loves the geeky world, martial arts plays a big part. So. He 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 continued that and went on to Hong Kong and 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 really took his journey on there. My youngest brother, same thing, you know, gaming kind of was his era. He was a nineties baby, and yeah, I think gaming for him kind of took it out. He's a massive Hot Toys collector, so his thing his thing wasn't comic books. His things were actual figures, and he has a massive collection. He's a big Batman fan. He absolutely adores Batman. So all of his figures are running from all the different Batman that have been on the big screen. Uh, and he's got a massive collection. And, and I'm actually surprised he's got the space for it. But he's got all these... You could walk into this room, his gaming room. His gaming room is actually hilarious. You walk in and it's nothing but these big-sized Batman. And my mom's like, what the hell have you got this guy in this room for? But... Uh, it's brilliant. He absolutely loves it. He's a he's a good collector. He, my brother is actually uh, he's actually a he's a good mechanic. My youngest brother, uh, he he didn't pursue it. He he ended up becoming a, a driving instructor and uh, teaching people how to drive. But in the process, always kept. I remember he, the name of his company was called Driving Geek, and he used to wear the jacket from uh, the Ryan Gosling movie called drive 
Yeah, so he used to wear that jacket. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he continued that. But in the process, he always used to... Gaming will be always a part of people's freedom, I suppose, when they want to let out some anxiety and stress and, and, and go out there. But then I think, like us, when we go to the cinema together, when a, a new Marvel movie comes out or a new DC movie comes out or anything that is going to like relate to us and you know we're going to enjoy it, uh, we 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 totally geek out. I mean, we, we end up sitting in the car park in the cinema for an hour discussing the theories and everything like that. And I love that the fact that we could we could do that. And uh, it's hard because you know what we st- brothers that still argue still can't see each other eye to eye, but we have this one common ground that is seamless, and we can actually have a great conversation and. I think friends and family have seen that as well in the process because they were like, you know what? I can't even look at my brother in the face without having an argument. But you guys, you, you're you still talking about the same movie you saw six weeks ago. So it, it, it as I said, it, it's in our DNA. It runs through it. So we have a common ground, a common understanding, and each of them have taken their own journeys in that world. Yeah. Quite a quite a focused family. Very like, focused. Yeah. Each one of you has sort of found their niche That's and right. has really focused on it. We have. I mean, I think it's weird because th- th- I'm gonna bring culture into this as well. And I'm I'm not anybody Bengali or from Bangladesh listening to this, it's not a direct hit or anything like that. And and it's just how we've uh, been raised and how we've lived. So I don't want nobody to be offended by it or anything like that. And I'm, we are quite open-minded as well. I follow my religion. I'm Islamic. I'm Muslim. I, I believe in my faith. Uh, the culture plays a different part to it. And I feel like uh, my dad, because of how hard he worked and the amount of time that we didn't see him as much, and the only time we did get is when we did watch a movie or, or when he was on his day off because he worked almost two jobs, you know. My mum was working as well. So most of the time we were actually stuck in front of the TV. So we saw how hard they worked. And I think, and again, Dad, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, <laughs> which you probably will. Uh, we have family dynamics regardless. I think every family has a dynamics where they can't speak to their brothers. They don't have no unity. And the core foundation of what my father did as me and my brother and my little sister grew up is unity. He wanted that between us because he didn't have that with his family. And it's, it's stuck with us. It's embedded in us. And we've seen how hard they've worked to give us our lives that we have now. What can we do to, 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 to keep them happy is to have that unity between us. And focus will come from... We've, we, you got. I think you're, we're always going to work hard, and we're always. It's just that mentality of just we have to keep pushing forward. Like uh, we're going to have hiccups, we're going to have, we're going to be sidetracked, and we have in the process. So much has happened, uh, losses, and you know, COVID happened, and you know, everybody's lost something. And but we've 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 kept pushing forward, and I've I've seen it in a way where my faith plays a big part as well, you know, uh, and it plays for all of us as well. Uh, which helps us keep focus on a daily basis and, you know, reach towards our goals. And it wasn't like about, I want to be famous and rich and I want to make loads of money. 
it was what can I leave behind a little piece of legacy that whoever down the line later on says, oh my God, my great granddad did 500 pieces of like podcasts. Let's go through this. So it's all about, for me now, it's all about history and legacy. And I think that came from my granddad as well. Uh, he played a big part for us because we didn't get to see, I mean, he passed away uh, when I was at a young age. I didn't understand what it was like to have a grandfather around and listen to his stories. You know, now my dad tells me most of his stories. So it's like, you know, they had a lot of pride and held a lot of pain inside them. And they didn't really had the chance to let that out. And now we've come to an age now where me, my, me and my dad and the brothers can sit down and have a conversation and, and, and talk about what granddad went through at that time and what it was like living back home in Bangladesh. You know, we were born and raised here. I've been there on holiday. I, I didn't know what it was like. So uh, unity and focus has been embedded in the family and we've kind of worked from there. But we saw how our parents were determined to keep a roof over our heads and put food on the table. It, it, it was, it, it played a really important part in our lives. Do you think that's part of the appeal of the fantasy world is the sense of unity of the people in it, the always striving for the next thing. And also there's sort of, there's also a bit of storytelling in it as well. It's kind of all the things that you were looking for. Exactly. seem to be piled up in this one thing exactly it, it's 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 funny you say that because it's 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 it was it's always been in there and that's what i suppose that's what's drawn us to it and connected us you know whether it was in the film where the good guy needs to team up with somebody to resolve a, a situation and the same thing that happened in the comic books and i suppose we've kind of implemented that into our lives you know uh, reading that content watching that stuff you know how many times did i want to kick like van damme when i did kickboxing oh my god that's all i wanted to do and i did you know so my dad was like you were so good at it uh but i was like uh my my my, my path kind of went off off the rail at that time uh but you know i've i've recently got back into martial arts and it's helped me with my anxiety. It's helped me with the, the pressure I have from my work life and, you know, family life and having time. And I've realized that martial arts kind of centers me and, and, and brings me back to reality sometimes because your mind is fragile and you, ha you must look after yourself in the process. You can be as focused and determined to reach all of these little goals you want, uh, but you, you've got to give time to yourself as well. And comic books and movies kick in with that as well. I never thought getting back into comic book artwork, how much more it would bring to me and peace it would bring to me just drawing and just enjoying that moment. You know, social forget social media and the rest of it and the views and the whatever's just for what it brings to me, really. You know, I can I can look at a comic book and say, oh, I want to recreate that or, you know, I want to meet this artist one day, you know, the journey without me knowing I've got to do some extraordinary things that I never thought 20 years ago, would that ever happen? And sharing it online helped and meeting different people along my journey as well. And I wouldn't call, you know, they've become friends now and they were online friends that I met. I mean, Luke, 
Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel, uh, that guy, uh, Absolute Diamond. I who's an online friend for almost you know six seven years on Instagram till I met him face to face, and then he opened up opportunities and doors for me as well. So uh, that's that's one that's one great thing about meeting people along the journey. Uh, his podcast I absolutely adore, and it, it helped us as well to do our podcast as well. And I was like, oh man, this is amazing. Like, what can we do to to collaborate? And, you know, collaborating with all the people I've met on the journey of just, when you meet good down to earth people that love the same stuff you do, it just gels so well and makes the journey so much better. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna f- be a fanboy all the time. I'm, I'm, I am, I, I genuinely, I am nobody but a kid who loves this stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's 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 the honest truth. Like, people always ask me, like, I don't know how you still like people go in and out of hobbies, don't they? And it's something that stuck with me. You know, my little girl comes into the room and she's like, "Wow," you know, "Daddy toy." I'm like, "No, that's a collectible, please." <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, it's, it's 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 weird and it's embedded and you know my my wife loves it. Uh, she she's she's totally into it. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had the DeLorean on my wedding day as my wedding car. So that's how embedded it is. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Very awesome. That was that was the highlight of my wedding. I shouldn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so has your has your daughter started showing any interest in it as well? Or? No, nah, not really. She's 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 at the age of three now. She's uh, she's a sponge at the moment. She's taking everything in. Uh, but she's she's slowly picking up on it. She sees the lightsaber. She knows it's a lightsaber. So that daddy lightsaber. I'm like, okay, I think it could be a Star Wars girl, but I'm gonna wait. Uh, but to be honest, I think it would be natural, like how it happened to me. To be honest. Whatever she picks up, I'm going to support her 100%, uh, whether it's the the fandom that I love or whatever she gets into later on. Uh, It wasn't forced upon us. It just happened. And I had a couple of creative people there that didn't really know what to do with it at the time. And, you know, I could have seen... It's weird because I... uh, I could have seen my dad do something different. I could have seen my uncle do something different. And I feel like I've, 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 I've had to pave the way a little bit as well, just to say, you know what? Look, man, I love this stuff, man. I don't need to hide this away from people. This is me. So I've kind of just pushed that forward. Like I've paved that forward. And I think my character and what I do is, it's, it's always going to be there. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not like I don't have an alter ego. I remember when I started Kibla Ahmed Art. I remember, and, and this is going way back. I think when I first started doing uh, graphic design work as a freelancer, I started off with the name Toon Productions, no, Toon Squad Productions, uh, which was like kind of from Space Jam. And I was like, oh, that sounds like really cool. So I'm going to use Toon Squad Productions. And I did that. And then, you know, it didn't really kick off. And then I went with Enigma Studios, which was Edward Enigma's name from Batman as the Riddler. And then I think when I stopped everything and had my little break and 
uh, I kind of went through whatever I was going through at the time. Uh, it was quite tragic and it's weird. I, I, I went up to the, my mum's attic and I, uh, I opened up this box of artwork from my, when I was 16. And I was like, oh my God, I was actually really good. And I still think I was a better artist when I was 16 than I am now. Because only things, things have changed along the way. And I've gone into digital world. But that flooded everything back. You know, I pulled out the felt tip pens and, and, a, and a piece of paper. And I was like, let me try and recreate this artwork again. I think within a couple of weeks, I filled up like two or three sketchbooks. And I was like, I've fallen deeply in love with comic book artwork again. Because I had a little bit of a gap. I think it was a. I think I think it was about ten years or so. I didn't draw as like I doodled, but I didn't like have a final piece to do. Yeah. And then for let me continue this. Let me start off like you know. My brother said start off a Facebook page and share it on Facebook, and then start off an Instagram, and then I started the YouTube channel, and then it kind of just progressed after that, to be honest, and it kind of. It's gone into different directions now. Now, I've, as much as I don't, I'm not an influencer or anything like that. I create content and creative content and try and inspire others in the process. And I've continued to do that. And I've, I've shifted again. I still do the artwork. But I've focused more on the podcast and getting that a bit out because I feel like we have a natural message to put out there and I, and I want, I want people to get involved and enjoy it as well. You said you had a tragedy around that time. Do you think that it put you in a mindset of rethinking priorities and what things mean to you? And you happened upon this at the right time in your life that your mindset was open to what is important to me again? Exactly that you get sidetracked. I suppose I, I was going on a path, which was, not my path. I was doing stuff that I, that wasn't me. This is the stuff. This is the alter ego now. The guy who was trying things and different things and trying different things and it didn't work out. And I was, I was upset with the world. I was upset with the people around me. And I kind of, that was the a period of my lifetime. I, I, I got distant away from my family as well. I was distant from my friends. I was distant from my family. Whatever I was going through at that time was something that was meant to happen because it brought me to that stage of falling in love with something again. And for myself, I think it brought me back to being me because what I was doing before wasn't me. It was, it's, a, it's so weird to say that because it was it, that, that there was a period where that person wasn't me. And I feel like what happened, but it was it was part of my journey it was part of my 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 journey back into art again and uh it had to happen it had to happen i wasn't I, I i didn't like the guy i was at that time and that's what happened i was absolutely i that that moment at my mum's i knew I, I why am i trying to be something i'm not what what i don't know what it was and it was you know chasing money uh trying to be famous trying to uh, be somebody I'm not and other things happen in the process as well. And yeah, it kind of flipped the switch. Priorities changed. I know what I want for myself now. I just want my mental health to be better. 
I'm, I'm going to look after myself now. And the moment I did that, the moment I did that, within a couple of years, everything changed. Everything completely changed, you know. And, and you know, friends and family really helped out at that time as well. I did Tough Mudder. I'm not sure if you know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, that's, you know, probably one of the hardest things. And I did it twice as well. It's probably one of the hardest things I ever did. Uh, but it actually helped my mental health. It actually helped uh, me as a person to that I know I can do these things. Uh, and it's hard. It's, it's just taking that next step, isn't it? And uh, it, it, it helped me come back to things I love. And I wouldn't change it for the world, you know? I mean, at the time, whatever I had to go through, I went through. But what I'm doing now, you know, that's it. I think that's me for the rest of my life now. Uh, my wife and my child are stuck with me now. <laughs> <laughs> if we're to take a message away from all of this, like going back to tying it back to your dad, mm. like he he wasn't particularly open about his loves, but he was true to his loves. He's he stuck mm -hmm. with it. And is yeah. that is that the message? Basically, that's what message, saying yeah. is is your dad right about everything? <laughs> Not with some things, Dad. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it was. He was. He was. He was. He was. I, I feel he. It's weird because, you know, what he said to me today about my, my, my comic book T-shirt, uh, he knows I love it. He's seen my journey and he's seen how much I've changed as an adult as well. Like He sees me with my daughter and he's like, you know what? He's, he's, he's living his best life now. He's, I couldn't be more proud of him. He doesn't say it, but I can see it in his face. Uh, he's still that older generation where it's hard to say things like that. But it is, it is about being true and genuine to yourselves. I mean, if you're tired, you're tired. Just say you're tired, you know? You know, people try and... I think, I think personally, we do try and do so much. And we live in a day and age where we're so connected. If it's not social media, you know, it's an email. It's, a, it's your, your landline or the TV. Your router box is giving you a message saying you need to restart me so you can use more internet. We're so connected. We, we forget to kind of just step away for a moment and kind of just be you and do you. Uh, and people have alter egos. The reality is everybody goes through something and everybody's hiding something and everybody's battling their own journey at the moment and trying to do the best they can be as well. Uh, I just feel like just, 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 just be, just let it out because I feel like it will make you feel better as a person as well. Like I, I would never want to hide what I love, you know. You, as soon as you step in the the house, it says "Welcome to the Batcave." My neighbors probably hate that. But I don't care. But like you know, little things like that I just feel like this. You know, uh, it makes me feel happy, uh, and I, I, I'm. I'm a guy who deals with the harsh realities of things and, and I persevere and I push through. But I'm, I'm, I'm a geek at heart. I just, I just love it. I absolutely adore it. it it's, it's my getaway. It's my, it's that, well, actually it's not a getaway because I live through it. So it's kind of just my thing at the moment now. So I, I, I just want people, I want, I, I would say just be, just be you and, you know, before you know it, you'll find like-minded people that love you and enjoy the same things. And then you've, uh, 
kind of just shown a different part. I think I still get that question where people ask about my lifestyle and doesn't bother me at all. I mean, it's like, Kibbs, you're a 40 year old dude. You've got all these toys around here. They're not toys, they're collectibles. Uh, but they, they, even though they say that, they know they, they're like, oh my God, he's, he's genuinely loves this. Like, you couldn't see nobody else love this as much as this dude. So, I mean, there is a lot of fans out there and a lot of fandom out there. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people would say the stereotype of this and that. I, I, I don't get that no more. Uh, I, I did when I was in school. I, I did a little bit later on, but then times have changed as well. You know, things have got mainstream now and you could talk about your feelings now, which is amazing because at the time when I was talking my feelings, nobody wanted to listen. Now we have different platforms where we can be you and people do actually enjoy it and engage with it. And yeah, I, I absolutely adore the time we're in at the moment now because I, I appreciate some of the things that we get to get. I mean, Terminator 5, was it? Or Terminator 6? Rambo 7? By now, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I still get to, as you know, as I said, they're, they're not amazing, but I still get to be in that generation where it was like, oh my God, you know, when we got the rise of the planet of the apes again, like, so I was like, oh my God, what Matt Reeves did to that trilogy after, I was like, oh man, we in great times. And to this day, you know, we just had DC fandom happen. And I'm like, what a geek out moment for me. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is amazing that I still in a time where I get to see a story about Boba Fett. Oh my God. Like what else could I ask for? You know, I'm, I'm easy to please because these are stories that came out 30, 40 years ago that still have continued into different formats, whether it's an animation, uh, a TV series, a comic book, you know, back to the future is like one of my biggest loves. I, I adore it. And I've had a great journey in meeting the cast and, you know, having the car on my wedding day and having a few great collectibles in the process. But, you know, it's 38 or 39 years later that I get to still see them in comic books. There's new animations. There's still stuff coming out. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, so I'm easy to please, but it's just because I'm grateful that we get to get this stuff still. I mean, to even get to see Clint Eastwood still direct and, and star in movies, that is absolutely amazing. So like I'm like, I couldn't have lived in a greater time now because as much as stuff is mainstream and being a geek is, you know, the thing to be, for me, it is the love of the pop culture that's come out and, and, and that I get to still get fed all this stuff so um yeah that it's just absolutely adore it and I'll, I'll continue to uh and 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 i don't have to hide it from nobody which is great yeah yeah that's the that's the best part of it because me and fred like my friends they know what i'm gonna be like when i was meeting relatives they couldn't understand why but now they've got the drift of it. They were like, oh my God, you know, this is him. So you either accept it or, you know, you don't. And some things work like that, some things don't. So I'm happy to just to be me. I, I can't be nobody else. I've tried that before. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work at all. Yeah.
It brings you more anxiety, more stress. You don't need that. It's weird because, like, my wife told me, like, like I, when it comes to mental health stuff, like, you know, it, it's really important. But I, I remember she picked out on something for me, and this is about my dyslexia. And I never knew I actually kind of suffered this until I got it checked up. Uh, but it's never stopped me to do the things I love, to do the job that I'm doing now. Uh, maybe a couple of emails that don't make sense, but they get the gist of it. Uh, but I don't have to explain myself. You know, I could say that I, I, it's not something that I lead with. Oh, I got this. Uh, is that okay? Because I don't really need, I think for me personally, I, I know my value and I know what I bring to the table. I don't need to use anything like that. And I know it's quite difficult regarding when it comes to mental health and people suffering different uh, different things. Uh, but for me, it, I, I didn't let it be a, a, something to stop me. And that was uh, later on in my life to find that out. I'm like, I've I've done a good couple of years now, so I can continue. I'm sure I'll be fine. But uh, the 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 message on the, the mental health side of things and stresses, you don't need that. And when you're trying to be, I know you go through a period where you feel like you're not in a good place, but you got to know it's only a phase and you, you've got to push through and persevere. You, you, you're going to be great no matter what you do. And But be you, be you, so important to be you. And that's like, you know, that's the only one thing I want, even now having a, a child in my life that was like, I, I don't want you to go through some of the things I went through when it came to culture and people and relatives and trying to prove something. You don't need to prove nothing to nobody. Prove yourself. You're going to be great no matter what. Uh, and there's going to be hiccups along the way. I'm, you know, you're going to learn that in the process. Some stuff you won't tell me. You're going to go through things, uh, but I'll always, ha I'll always be there to support. And luckily, I had that with my family, my brothers, my little sister. They, they helped out in my process. And when I was down in the dumps, they helped pick me back up. And Tough Mother did as well, which was hurtful. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was hurtful, very hurtful. Never again. I won't do it again. I don't even know why I did it a second time. You know, you, you, you see somebody like Steve Rogers, and you read his character, and even if you're watching the movie, and 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 that's all he stood for is be, you know, yourself and and believe in what you bring to the table. And he knew what he was bringing to the table, even though civil war still happened. But uh, I still stress about the, the the everyday things. You know, I got paid this bill, and uh, our British gas just bumped up the prices. Where where am I going to make this extra little cash from? You know, little things like that. I, I suffer them on a, a on a daily basis, but. Uh, like I know it will be dealt with and it'll be fine I'll I'll just keep pushing forward and, and kind of go through that just want to find out what, what happens with uh, the, 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 the next part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> yes yeah that's the most important thing let's face it <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so true and my wife was like how the hell do you go to a 12 o'clock screening at night? Well, they're not doing it at the moment, but when they did, 
And I was like, I got her because now we live in a world where everything's getting spoiled on social media. And I'm not looking to, <laughs> I don't want to stay off my phone for the next two weeks. And I'm trying to promote stuff as well in the process when I'm pushing out my work. And then suddenly a spoiler kicks in and it's like, oh my God, I work in marketing. So it's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. The, 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 that's, that's my priority straight. As long as I get my geeky dose, I'm, I'm all good. You can hear more from Kibler on the Brothers Geek Out podcast, available on YouTube and all good podcast catchers. You can find Kibler's art and follow his goings on on Instagram at Kibler Ahmed Art. All links available in the show notes. is a super dummy production for fantastic universes find out more at fantasticuniverses.com and superdummy.co.uk slash geek you can contact the show on twitter at era of geek or by email geek at superdummy.co.uk you can support the show and fantastic universes by joining our patreon patreon.com slash fantastic universes probably stop there no, with, awesome, man. With the main message that, after all, your dad was right. So. <laughs> he was, he was, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely was. Ah, yeah, shout-outs to the dad and my uncle. My mum as well. She, uh, They all play a big part in my life and my journey. Uh, and the brothers and sisters have always helped that. And because they've been true to themselves, it's helped me be true to myself in the process as well. That's My brother really helped out on that one, so... And the podcasts will show it, guys. That's what we do. Yeah.